This is the Talk of Fame Network, featuring Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges from the Boston Herald, Rick Gosselin of the Dallas Morning News, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. And now, let the debates begin. Who is a Hall of Famer? Will they be enshrined in Canton? Do they have the numbers to get in? Let the experts who make the decision tell you who will be signing their name with HOF next to it. And now, it's the Talk of Fame Network. Well, this is a special edition of the Talk of Fame Network. We're not standing in the Hall of Fame. We're actually sitting in Luxor Hotel in Las Vegas, Nevada. And it's Rick, and it's Clark, and it's no Ron. But what's special about this is we have everything here. We have food. We have drink. We're at the public house. We have T-shirts we're giving away. But most specially, we've got Jim Fossil here. Jim Fossil, former coach of the year, former Super Bowl coach. Jim has agreed to step in for Ron. Ron did make the road trip. Jim is here. And Jim... First of all, you live in Las Vegas, right? I do. I live in Las Vegas and Manhattan Beach, California. Okay. You probably spend more time here than in Manhattan Beach, right? Yeah, the tax advantage. Do you you gamble? No. I used to. You know, when I used to come to this town and play in a celebrity golf tournament and things like that, you're in for the weekend. Right. Yes, I did. I do not anymore. Okay. Well, let me ask you this. How about you gamble on the golf course? Oh, you know, we have a little friendly bet. We don't exchange too much money. <laughs> well, let me ask you this, because we're looking at all sorts of uh, slot machines and one-armed bandits here as we're looking at the Luxor Hotel. If you were to gamble on a team or bet on a team down the stretch here, and you're a guy who made stretch runs all the time as a head coach, but if you were to pick a team here that you'd gamble on for the postseason, who would it be? Dark Horse? Uh, I like the Cincinnati Bengals. You know, you they've got talent now, and they're playing smart football. But they're they also playing. have January ahead of them, Jim. They can't win in the playoffs. Clark, well, we're answer we're the question. <laughs> yeah. No, I, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a crapshoot. I mean, who is, you know what it really is going to come down to is a lot of injuries. Who yeah. can keep their quarterback on their feet? You know, uh, the, the Patriots would obviously be up there. They've lost so many guys now. I, you know, they're a shell of the team they started with. But you still got to consider them. But just... As you come down the stretch right now, I mean, the Broncos, right. if they don't get Manning back, that could be a different thing, although the guy that filled in for him did a good job. Yeah, he is doing a good job. Jim, how, how do you gear a team so that it plays its best football at the end of the year? Well, I think, you know, I got this from uh, Frank Layden, basketball coach, mm-hmm. and he says, you know, in the NBA, the game is so long, I break the season down for him, And that's what I always did. Uh, they were in four-game segments, four quarters, four games. And I said, by the time we get to this last quarter, gentlemen, we better have ourselves in position. And, uh, you know, if you're in position, well, they wake up. That's smelling salts to them. Hey, we're almost home, boys. Let's go. And I would always lay it out that, you know, we want to be three and one in each quarter. We get down if we're in the hunt right there. And I always laid it out to them. All right, guys, we got three home games and one away. One away is a tough one. Okay. That means that we have to win all three home games. We have to. No, no, and, a, and the bonus is the four, fourth game on the road. And I think it helped players focus in on that and bring them to the home stretch. you got to get them to the home stretch, and then you really push them. Jimmy, your record speaks for itself when I look at it. In, in 1998, you beat Denver down the stretch. They were previously unbeaten. You won your last four. In 2000, when you went to the Super Bowl, when you last five, and I also remember that year because I was covering you at that time, after seven and four start, you said, 
this team's going to the playoffs and you didn't lose. 2002, you won your last four to reach the playoffs. Um, you seem to have a knack for pushing these teams when it matters most. You know, and I think the other thing is that uh, every team was different, okay? My first year there, we were the youngest team in the National Football League, okay? And I remember one day, we never went inside that bubble. And I'm walking out to practice, and Michael Strahan and Jesse Armstrong are walking with me, and it's snowing. And they, they both said to me, they said, hey, Coach, you see that bubble over there? Yeah. I said, Coach, do you know what it's for? I said, yeah, it's for the party after the games. We don't want to mess it up in there, you know. And so we did that. Now, when we went to the Super Bowl, I had an older team, much older team. And I talked to John Mara prior to that season, and we resurfaced inside, made it a softer turf, and we were inside the bubble for eight weeks. So you got to know your team. Yeah. Uh, what possessed you to say, we're going to win out, we're, we're going to the playoffs? What, what drove you with that team to say that? Well, I thought I had a team, okay, and I thought I, we had a fight. We lost to Detroit, and it was ugly. And, uh, you know, I, I needed to take charge. And I said, you know, get off my players' asses, get off my coaches' asses, okay? It's on me right now. And I'll tell you what, I knew what I had in the locker room, and you know what? They backed me on it. They backed me on it completely. Jim, we're going to take charge here. we got to go to commercial. When we come back, Steve Otwater, a safety you know very well, played on the Denver Broncos. This is Talk of Fame Network with Jim Fossil. Any Tom, Dick, or Harry can tell you that Geico could save you money on car insurance. But since money talks, why not go straight to the source? Hey, Harry's money here. And the day Harry went to Geico.com and switched his car insurance was the day I got to hang around. Finally, boys bonding, bada bing, bada boom. No wonder Geico has 97% customer satisfaction. Personally, I give him 100, but that's just my two cents. That was funny. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Hi, Tom Bodette. Apparently, it's not enough to go on a weekend jog. Nowadays, so-called fun runs have barbed wire, mud bogs, and flaming hoops. Can poison blow darts be far behind? But Motel 6 is a safe stop in the long or short run. Always a clean, comfortable room for the lowest price of any national chain. Book online at motel6.com. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Ow, was that a blow? Hi, I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Call Quicken Loans now to see if you qualify for the government's Home Affordable Refinance Program, or HARP. And for six years in a row now, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction. And for the second year in a row, they've also ranked us highest in mortgage servicing. Call 800-QUICKEN or visit quickenloans.com. Visit jdpower.com for award information. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org. Number 3030. If your computer is running slow, go to mycleanpc.com and get a free computer diagnosis. In minutes, you can activate MyCleanPC software to clean out the junk that may be slowing down your computer. Increase your computer speed today with mycleanpc.com. That's mycleanpc.com. Want clearer skin? For just $19.95, get proactive. And a rotating deep cleansing brush, a $45 value free. Get clear and stay clear or your money back. Try proactive. Call 1-800-644-5944. 1-800-644-5944. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges. Cannot play with him. Rick Gosselin. Cannot win with him. And Clark Judge. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. I want winners. 
Well, our first guest was one of the hardest hitting safeties in the history of the NFL. I'm talking about Denver's Steve Atwater, a.k.a. the Smiling Assassin, who was an eight-time Pro Bowler, which is the second most in Broncos history, a three-time All-Pro, two-time Super Bowl champ, and a member of the 1990s All-Decade team, and who is now a semifinalist for the Hall of Fame's Class of 2016. Steve, you're on with Clark, Rick, and special guest host Jim Fossil, pinch hitting for Ron Borges. How you doing? Hey, doing wonderful. How you gentlemen doing today? Great. Great. Thank you. Um, Steve, first question right out of the box. This is a familiar spot for you. It's your fifth year as a semifinalist, and we want to get you to the next level. So my question is, if you were to stand in front of the board's 46 selectors, what would you tell them to try to convince them that I should be one of the 15 finalists? Oh, boy. Man, that's, uh, that's a good question. Um, you know, I, I would try to stress the fact that uh, during uh, a lot of the, the era when I played, uh, we played against a lot of really big running backs, especially in the, uh, in the uh, AFC West Conference back then. Uh, we had some, some pretty large running backs, and, of course, you had to have some big guys who uh, weren't afraid to go up there and stick their nose up in there and, and get dirty uh, once they started trying to pound the ball. And um, I think that I did that uh, pretty well um, and you know helped our team be successful. Um, I was a team player. Um, one thing that I think is an issue is I, I dropped some interceptions that I, that I should have had. <laughs> uh, but in terms of me, uh, my reliability and my durability, I think that uh, it was pretty well. So um, that's pretty much what I what I say, and I'd have them look at film and uh, and go from there. And, and I'd, I'd, I'd keep my fingers crossed that they, they came out uh, agreeing with me. Steve, as, as a safety, what do you think the Hall of Fame is looking for, tackles or interceptions from that position? Uh, to be honest with you, I, I don't know. That's, that's, a, that's a good question. I don't, I don't know. I don't have any preconceived ideas, and I, I don't know what they're looking for. Um, you know, I know some guys that have lots of interceptions that aren't in there, and I know guys who have lots of tackles that aren't in there. Um, I think, um, you know, fans would like to see, uh, and they, they, I'm sure that they take this into account, um, just the overall impact that the player had uh, playing on the team that he played on and, uh, and also, you know, being, being a great teammate and, uh, and being able to produce year in and year out. Steve, Paul Krause set the NFL record for most interceptions uh, with 81. He played safety. It took him 14 years to get in, and he was a guy who wasn't a tackler. He was an interceptor. In your case, you've been a semifinalist five times. You were a great tackler, yet you can't get into the door either. Why do you think there's such a lack of respect for the safety position? Well, uh, for one thing, um, it looks like the, the, the defensive backs are kind of lumped together as defensive backs. And then there isn't a position for safeties and uh, cornerbacks as there is, to say, for an offensive tackle and an offensive guard and a center. You know, they're, they're all, you know, uh, kind of separate. And... Um, you know, for for the the time that we played, I think that uh, you know it, it should be separated. The 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 cornerbacks and safety should be separated. 
Uh, and, you know, I, I, don't, I really don't know why. It's been a long drought uh, since they've uh, drafted a, a pure safety into the, the Hall of Fame, and uh, I'm hoping that, you know, that's not going to be the case here going forward. And I know we got some really great safeties who probably be first ballot coming up here with Ed Reed and possibly even Troy Palomalo. So um, I'm sure that, you know, we'll get somebody in there, even if it's not me, somebody will be going in there soon. Hey, Steve, this is Jim. Um, it's great to talk with you. You know, the one thing about the Hall of Fame, I mean, I've, I've been around the league, a lot of players, you deserve to be in there. You deserve to be in there. And the one thing that never gets passed on that, and I, I don't think it ever will, is your leadership qualities. I mean, you were a leader on this team. I mean, you, you inspired other people to greatness and to prepare for the game. And I know talking to the opponent coaches uh, before we played them on the field, you know, they were looking for volunteers to run the crossing route in your area because you may not come out with your head. You know what I mean? But, uh, right. you know, you were, you were, I, I wish the uh, Hall of Fame would also consider the value, and I know it's hard to do, the value of the leadership and how you handled the rest of the team. The question I want to ask you, though, is what kind of guy was Wade Phillips? Why, why was he so successful as getting you to play the way you were and getting that defense, because he's, he's gone on and had good defenses. Okay, well, first off, Jim, hello, and great to talk to you again. I appreciate the, the kind words. Um, yeah, <laughs> I agree. I, I think that uh, it would be nice if the, uh, the, the voters, the, uh, the sports writers, could take that into, into account in terms of uh, the leadership that the different players have, but I think that'd be kind of difficult for them to judge, uh, you know, with the, I don't know, I just don't think they can get that close to it, um, but it would be great if they could do that. Uh, as far as Wade Phillips, uh, you know, I have a, you know, a, a special place in my heart for Wade. Um, you know, we had a, a great relationship, still have a you know, good relationship. Um, he's been really successful over the years. Um, I think that um, you know, he really makes his players feel comfortable. Um, you know, he's not uh, a coach that is going to get on you. He just expects you to get your job done. If you don't get your job done, you're just not going to be there. He's not the guy, kind of guy that's going to sit there and yell and scream and you know, throw his clipboard down. He's just going to, you know, if you, you can't produce, then he'll get rid of you. But if you're a guy that doesn't mind uh, working hard and, and uh, you know, being unselfish and, and, and playing hard, uh, you, know, you, you can have success uh, with Wade in the system, and uh, he'll keep you around. We're talking with Steve Atwater, who's a Hall of Fame semifinalist of the class of 2016 on the Talk of Fame Network. And, Steve, you talked about the big backs in the AFC West, and one of the big backs was Christian Okoye. And you know where I'm going with this, that Monday night game when you dropped him like a ton of bricks. Um, my question is, because Okoye was reputed to be a guy who was tough to tackle, <laughs> impossible to bring down, but you did it. Who was the toughest guy for you to tackle, period? Uh, was it Okoye or was it somebody else? Well, um, there were several guys back then. Uh, I mean, he, he was difficult. Um, Christian Okoye, of course, was difficult. Uh, they had another guy there with them, Barry Word. He was, you know, he, he wasn't a right. slouch to bring down either. Um, but I, I got to say, the guy that I had the most difficulty with in terms of, uh, you know, when, when we knew, looked on the schedule and, so, okay, we got to play these guys. I say, oh, man, I got to get ready. You know, I'm going to have a headache after this game. Uh, this guy named Marion Butts, he was uh, for the uh, San Diego Chargers. And, um, you know, it was just one of those days where you got to bring your lunch bucket and your hard hat because 
Uh, this is going to be a long day, a lot of lot of contact, and uh, they were going to run it, and we had to we had to stop the run. So uh, I would say he was he gave me the most the most fits. Most trouble. Um, Steve, the last safety to go in the Hall of Fame was Ken Houston. He played 19. He retired after the 1980 season. So the Hall of Fame committee has not found a safety in the last three and a half decades worth enshrining. Why do you think that is? You know, I, I don't know. I, I really, I really don't know. Um, again, it, it seems like um, you know they, you know, the safety position isn't as valued um, as all the other positions are because it seems like the other positions are well represented, uh, but the safety position isn't uh, so much, uh, especially pure safety. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I like to know the answer to that question too. I could sit here and, and shoot a bunch of things at you, but I, to be honest with you, I, I don't have a clue. And um, yeah, I wish I knew. Steve, you know, uh, this doesn't pertain exactly to your uh, enshrinement in the Hall of Fame because the game was different. It's a passing league right now. And I think a lot of teams, as I see them, uh, teams that are very good have an outstanding tight end. It's a pass-receiving tight end, and he is a threat. And what's going to happen, I think, as we move forward in this league, people are going to put more importance, more money on getting a safety that can cover the tight end and also play the run. Would you agree with that? Oh, I agree 100%, yes. I mean, we have some you know, really big tight ends, and they're, um, they're really good at route running in that, and yeah, I agree. You, a lot more emphasis will be placed on in the future in terms of being able to cover in addition to, uh, you know, fill the run and, and make interceptions. Uh, you know, having somebody that can cover the tight end and being there for, for uh, three or four downs. We've got Hall of Fame semifinalist Steve Atwater on the phone with us on the Talk of Fame Network. And Steve, uh, as you know it, teammate of yours, Terrell Davis, is also a semifinalist and up for the class of 2016. If you had to choose one guy for the Hall, other than yourself, who's not in it, who would that guy be? You mean from the Denver Broncos, or are you talking about just... No, from any team, any team, any team. Oh, man, uh... That's a very good question. Um, you know what? I, I probably would go with Terrell. Um, yeah, I mean, he's a guy who had a, had a really great career. A lot of people say it wasn't as, as long as, uh, you know, a lot of other people's career. But uh, in terms of the production that he had while he played, um, yeah, I, I'd definitely say Terrell. Was there a safety that you looked up to? Growing up, heading into the I'm NFL, sorry? was there a safety you uh, you looked up to as you're a kid growing up, moving on to the NFL? A, a guy whose style you like to emulate? Oh, Ronnie Lott. It was, was yeah, no, it wasn't even close. Uh, I just uh, remember watching him play um, even when I was in college, and um, you know he just really motivated me to you know want want to want to go out and hit hard. Uh, and it was crazy because I ended up uh, playing with Dennis Smith, who was Ronnie's uh, teammate in, in, uh, in college at USC and also you know, a good friend. And um, I learned even more from Dennis uh, from being able to practice with him and play with him. Uh, he was a guy that was full speed, 100%. And 
Um, you know, he's another guy who I, I mean, I don't understand how, uh, as a safety, he, he uh, hadn't gotten any any looks for the Hall of Fame. Um, but again, I, I don't know what the what the judges and the uh, the writers look for, and, uh, but he was definitely an excellent player that uh, had a wonderful career as well. Hey Steve, we got to run, but I want to thank you so much for joining us, and best of luck with your Hall of Fame candidacy. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Have a wonderful day, Jim. Great talking with you. Thanks, Steve, Steve, great to talk thank to you. you. That was Steve Atwater. Coming up next, we're going to be talking about that Hall of Fame class with Jim Fossil. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Coughing is the most amazing of all cold symptoms. When you cough, 3,000 potentially virus-filled drops explode out of your mouth like a galaxy being born. Each drop is unique, like a snowflake made of saliva that splatters on your friends. Or don't spread your germs. Take Robitussin CF Max Severe instead. It soothes and delivers powerful relief of cough, sore throat, stuffy nose, and fever. New Robitussin CF Max Severe. Because it's never just a cough. Use it directed. Little Caesars Premium Detroit-style deep, deep dish pizza with more cheese and pepperoni is our most premium pizza experience. And now it's even more premium. Just call 1-855-TALK-DEEP and we'll compliment you while you eat it. This premium treatment isn't just for eccentric billionaires. It's for you with your shiny hair and very kind eyes. That one's on us. Pick up our premium deep, deep dish pizza for just 8 bucks and call 1-855-TALK-DEEP. Hot and ready 4 to 8 or order anytime, you cool rebel. Only at Little Caesars. Pizza, pizza. At participating locations plus tax. Football fans, get your Luxon and win at Luxor Las Vegas. Get in the game with first-string shows like Fantasy, the Strip's sexiest adult review, Carrot Top, and Chris Angel Believe from Cirque du Soleil. Or tackle your hunger at restaurants like Public House, featuring comfort food, 20 brews on tap, and 30 flat panel TVs. LAX Nightclub helps you make all the right plays with the hottest resident DJs. When game time is done, our comfortable rooms and suites are the perfect end zone. Visit Luxor.com today. Would you like a cleaning product that can be used in the garage, the laundry, and the kitchen, and save space in your cabinet? Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green. Concentrated all-purpose Simple Green is the answer for versatile cleaning throughout your home and garage. I'm so certain you'll love Simple Green. If you're not 100% satisfied, I'll give you your money back. To learn more, visit us at simplegreen.com. Simple Green, Simple Green. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. The Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. For more details, go to geico.com. Talk of Fame Network is also brought to you by mycleanpc.com. If your computer is running slowly and whose isn't, just go to MyCleanPC.com and get a free computer diagnosis. In minutes, you can activate MyCleanPC software to clean out whatever may be slowing down your computer. And nothing's slowing us down here in Las Vegas at the Luxor Hotel. This is Rick and Clark. Ron's not with us, but Jim Fossil is. And Jim, we just finished with Steve Atwater. Um, and he's a guy who can't get in the Hall of Fame. Um, he can't break into that final 15. But... I know you're a big supporter of his, and I think anyone who watched that Monday night game against Christian Agoy would be a big supporter of his. Question for you, what made him special, and is he comparable to another guy who's in that group, and that's John Lynch? Well, yeah, I think they're, they're similar. I, th I think that, you know, like you've pointed out many times now, the, the safeties aren't getting in. Right. I mean, it's been a long time since the safety got in, because I think 
too much people look at just stats. And sometimes you got to say, all right, he's got the stats, but what did he mean to that team? Right. Okay? Did he help make that team great? Was he a significant part of that? And when I was with the uh, Broncos, I mean, he definitely was. I mean, he you had a respect for him. I mean, first of all, he could tackle. I mean, he was a bruising tackler. And he could cover people, you know. And But to me, and maybe it's just coaching from the inside, is that he meant a lot to our team. Mm-hmm. I mean, when t- times were tough, he was the guy that was the leader. And I think there's, that's undervalued. But I think, like he said uh, on the show, is that, you know, it's, that's hard to evaluate. And right. I understand that. That's hard to evaluate. So in the, in the process, maybe they need to try to understand that just a little bit more of what the guy meant to the team. They can't define the position. I, I was in the room when, when Paul Krause was up and also Johnny Robinson. And they said, well, these guys had a lot of interceptions, but when you put the tape on, you can't see them. They're out of the, they're out of the frame. Well, that's because in the scheme they were asked to play, they were playing the deep safety position. The great Kansas City front the great, uh, that Johnny Robinson played in front of, Buck Buchanan, Bobby Bell, Willie Lanier, Curly Culp, they didn't need Johnny Robinson to make tackles. In, in the Viking front, the Purple People leaders, they didn't need Paul Krause. They said, you guys defend the back end. You're the last line. Don't let the ball get past you. So they, were, they did what they were asked to do, intercept passes, break up passes. And now we get the other safety, the, the John Lynch's, the, the Steve Atwater's, Cliff Harris, guys that weren't back there intercepting balls. They were up there as a box safeties. And what's working against them is, well, when, I, when a Cliff Harris comes up or when a, an, an Atwater comes up, well, where are the interceptions? Cliff Harris had 29 interceptions, Steve Atwater 24, John Lynch 26. And they're going to say, well, if these guys are Hall of Famers, where are the interceptions? Now that wasn't what they were asked to do. And, and that's the problem the committee has. We can't define the safety position, which is why we haven't found a guy in three and a half decades worth putting in. I couldn't agree with you more, Rick. That, that's a very valid point. They're, they're not up front stopping a run and getting stats, and they're not all the way back getting interceptions. You know, it would be interesting thought because I didn't realize what you pointed out about how long it's been since safety's been in there. And to me, it's come down to stats, all right? And it would be interesting to see what a vote would be if you put a panel of 20 guys that were head coaches in the league right. and said, who do you think should go in out of this group? It right. would be a different vote count than what yes, we're looking would. at. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, he's not the only one who's on the uh, list of semifinals. We have Roger Craig, who's coming up later on the show. He's on that list as well. But I want to ask you about a, a couple of guys on there, uh, Jim, and, and, and guys you're familiar with. <clears throat> one is, is Marvin Harrison, who's going to be a wide receiver who probably is going in. And... Another is Kevin Green, a guy that Rick and I believe very strongly should go in. He has 160 sacks. He's the third greatest sack artist in the NFL in history. Um, had a lot more than LT. I'm not saying he's LT, but he had a lot more than LT. Um, only Bridget White and Bruce Smith have more. So y- you like Kevin Green? Do you, like, um, you like Marvin Harrison as Hall of Fame candidates this year? I do. I do. I, I think in watching those guys over the years, to me, uh, in a position like a Kevin Green, Yeah. Um, I'll vote for a guy that I got to sit in that room and, and, and game plan around him. You know, and there's been a few of those guys. You just say, if we don't take care of this guy, we're in trouble. And that, to me, would, would give me the Hall of Fame vote when you got to say, I got to deal with that guy. I don't care about the rest of them. I got to right. deal with that guy. Right. You know, he was 
Kevin was playing for like five teams in free agency. I think they hold that against them. Uh, but again, like Clark said, only two players in history had more sacks. Now, this committee's big on rewarding people with championship rings. He doesn't have any. But just what he was asked to do, rush the passer, few people did it better, and yet he's, it's five years now. He's been waiting and waiting and waiting. And I, I think his team, his time's coming up in the queue. Well, I think so, too. I, I think at some point in time, you know, guys don't get in on time. It could be because of the other guys and mm -hmm. how many of the other guys are going to, you know, not locked. But I, I think at some point in time, this may be the year that people realize when they look at the stats and say, you know, he doesn't have any rings on his finger, but that doesn't matter. It's about him. It's not about who he played with. And uh, when he's got that kind of stats uh, on sacks and things, and he, and he was he was a guy you had to deal with. That, that to me, is a Hall of Fame player. Well, what impressed me was he, he also did it on the strong side. That's the tougher side. That's yeah. what impressed me about Reggie White, impressed me about Michael Strahan. It is tougher to get the quarterback because he can see you coming, and you got to try a tight end you got to work through it as well. Oh, that's right. I mean, he, he's in the most difficult position to get there, you know, because they they got a tight end over there. They can put over all other things. And also, you know, most teams run to that side, so you got to be ready to play the run. You just can't be just wild band going for the quarterback. Jim, we had a guy on this show last week um, that I'd like you to talk about. It's Tony Baselli, left tackle. It's his first year as a semifinalist. He was an all-decade player. He couldn't even crack the final 25 until this year, which I find mystifying, and he does as well. Now, he had a short career, seven years, but in those seven years, pro bowler five times, all pro three times. He's an all-decade player. You like Baselli? Oh, I do. I really do. He's a good player. I think the thing is, like you just uh, pointed out, I mean, he was in the league for seven years. Right. And I think a lot of people are going, well, that's not long enough. You know, five years in the Pro Bowl out of seven years, well, that's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, you, you're kind of going, well, he probably should be a 12-year guy, and let's see what he does. But, you know, injuries set him back and things like that. But, yeah, he's a guy that he was a lockdown tackle. Is longevity a factor in your mind if you were voting? No. No, based on the circumstances. Right. You know, if a guy got an injury and he got an injury and he had to quit, okay, then that doesn't come into it. If, if the guy just walked away from the game after seven years, yeah, that might have influenced me. Okay, as a former NFL head coach, where are you at on kickers being enshrined? The all-time leading scorer can't get into the room to be discussed. Where are you at as far as kickers and punters? Well, I'll tell you what, you don't worry about them until you don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that now it really comes into play. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I, I do. I mean, I, I think that, uh, uh, you know, a kicker, you know, they're in their kind of their, their own arena, you know, and, uh, you know, nobody thinks about them, really. I mean, I, I, I joke about it, but nobody cares about them until they got to kick a field goal to win the game, and then you better have one. Yeah. And then you see after he kicks a winning field goal, everybody comes out and puts them on the shoulders, <laughs> you know, and, and uh, you know, like Morton Anderson's up, and, uh, you know, I had Morton for a while. and he Everybody had Morton for a while. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Including Michigan yeah. State. That's, that's an understatement. But, yeah, he was a pro, though. He was a pro. And uh, I don't know his stats right now, but I, I'm certainly he's, he has to go down as one of the greatest kickers of all time. Well, I want to switch gears here because the lightning rod in this group is a wide receiver that you know a lot about because you saw him in 2002 playoffs. That's Terrell Owens. Got a lot of passes against, I think, nine, two touchdowns, two two-point conversions. He's up, along with several other wide receivers, Marvin Harris, as we mentioned, Torrey Holt, um, Ike Bruce. Where are you with Terrell Owens? Well, I w I, he wouldn't be on the top of my list. The other guys, you got Torrey Holt and those guys, I would put in first. Uh, and I'm speaking as a coach mm -hmm. now, okay? 
I'm not a statistician. I, I, I don't follow all these stats and all that stuff and measurables and all that. I just, do I want him on my team or not? You're right. And, you know, from what I, and I may be unfair to say it, but from all the coaches I talked to and, and where he was around, uh, he, he wasn't a team guy. I mean, he was, he, he separated the team mm -hmm. and he became bigger than the team. And from that standpoint, I just didn't feel like, I think there's other guys better than him. He's not on the list, but is Randy Moss that same type of player? I think so, in a lot of ways. I think Randy kind of matured, though. I think he did as his career went along, because pretty soon, I mean, if you want to get on a good team and play on a good team, you better be a good guy. Uh, they're not going to pick you up, or they're going to get rid of you pretty quick. They might use you for a year, and then you're moving on. But again, as a coach, and I think I would speak for all 32 head coaches, Okay, we all want to win bad, but I want a team that has some cohesiveness, okay? Not a guy in there that's bigger than the whole team and does things that separate the team. You know, the interesting thing that you mentioned, uh, stats and, and about being divisive, is that Terrell Owens at the top of his career, you know how many teams wanted him for all those stats? Zero. Teams couldn't wait to get rid of him, and I think that really factors in it as well. Well, that's right, and that's where, you know, coaches... If they're picking him, I don't think they're voting for him. Yeah, <laughs> I right. think somebody else will. Yeah, well, we're going to be voting for a commercial. We're going to get out of here. And when we come back, we'll be talking about one of Jim Fossil's favorite subjects, officiating. <laughs> this is the Talk of Fame Network with Jim Fossil, Rick Gosselin, Clark Judge. Coughing is the most amazing of all cold symptoms. When you cough, 3,000 potentially virus-filled drops explode out of your mouth like a galaxy being born. Each drop is unique, like a snowflake made of saliva that splatters on your friends. Or don't spread your germs. Take Robitussin CF Max Severe instead. It soothes and delivers powerful relief of cough, sore throat, stuffy nose, and fever. New Robitussin CF Max Severe. Because it's never just a cough. Use it directed. If your computer is running slow, go to MyCleanPC.com and get a free computer diagnosis. In minutes, you can activate MyCleanPC software to clean out the junk that may be slowing down your computer. Increase your computer speed today with MyCleanPC.com. That's MyCleanPC.com. Want clearer skin? For just $19.95. Get proactive and a rotating deep cleansing brush, a $45 value free. Get clear and stay clear or your money back. Try proactive. Call 1-800-644-5944. 1-800-644-5944. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Call Quicken Loans now to see if you qualify for the government's Home Affordable Refinance Program or HARP. And for six years in a row now, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction. And for the second year in a row, they've also ranked us highest in mortgage servicing. Call 800-QUICKEN or visit quickenloans.com. Visit jdpower.com for award information. Call for cost information and conditions. Equalizing lender, license in all 50 states, nmlsconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Hi, Tom Bodette. These days, the Internet is full of quizzes to find out what kind of fruit you are or what movie character you're most like or what state you belong in. Well, take it from this tangerine space cop who apparently belongs in Alaska. You won't find any quizzes at motel6.com. Just lots of clean, comfortable rooms for the lowest price of any national chain. Now, let's see. Am I more like a mild Swiss or a smoked Gouda? Well, I'm Tom Bodet for Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. They are who we thought they were. The Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Proactive. For just $19.95, you can get Proactive, plus a rotating deep cleansing brush that's valued at $45. And 
This is the best news. You're guaranteed to get clear and stay clear, or you get your money back. Just call 1-800-644-5944. That's 1-800-644-5944. And as you know, we're also brought, by, brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer's running slowly, you go to MyCleanPC.com, and you get a free computer diagnosis. And within minutes, you can activate MyCleanPC software to clean out what may be slowing that computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. In the previous segment, Jim, we mentioned that we're going to be talking about officiating, one of your favorite subjects, and one of ours as well, and one of Dean Blandino's favorite ones, too. He's the head of officiating in the NFL, and I saw where last week he said the story of officiating this year is one of perception and reality. That was his quote, perception and reality, with perception that officials basically stink. And the reality is that they are, quote, very, very good. But he cited some numbers, and he said the number of missed calls in a game is an average of about 4.3 missed calls per game. And he said, you know, that's really pretty good in contests where there are roughly 160 of them. You've got a sample size of 29,000, so that's pretty good, except, except that still works out to 757 botch calls over the first 12 weeks. And there have been some glaring, glaring errors. And Goose, I know you wrote about it on uh, Dallas Morning News uh, earlier this week. Um, some of those were high profile in Monday night games. Yeah, four of them were Monday night games. Of course, that uh, the inadvertent whistle yep. took away the Tom Brady potential touchdown pass. The Detroit Lions-Seattle game where they, they blew the call at the goal line, should have been batted the ball out of bounds. Detroit would have gotten the ball at the one-yard line, probably would have won that game. Baltimore-Jacksville false start on the game uh, on the play leading up to the game-winning field goal. Pittsburgh-San Diego inexplicably, they run 18 seconds off the clock. Uh, on on a kickoff, they just it, it seems like every week there's a major call they blown. Well, that's right, and you know the thing is, there's always going to be the ticky tacks, where you know, well, listen, referee or uh, official, we should have called pass interference on that, or right. we should have done this. But the ones you, you just went over, goose, you can't have them. You, you, those are inexcusable. I mean, when you know, like the, the Baltimore game, you know, even that one of the USA Today writers said. It was an illegal formation. No, it was not. It was an illegal formation. There's no time running off the clock. But, you know, and again, the coaches sometimes can't do it. But they, ran, they didn't run the 10 seconds off, okay? An error, huge error. Changed the whole outcome of the game. But I'm thinking, where was the Baltimore Orioles or Baltimore Ravens staff? Right. I mean, you got to jump on that one quick. They were with the Baltimore Orioles. That's where they were. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, what's, your, what's your solution? I mean, we have, we've had Ron Borges on here week after week, and, of course, you're pinch hitting for Ron while he's at home. He says full-time officiating. No. Do you agree? No, not at all. I don't agree at all because of the fact that the, the officials, I, I've, I've said in the owners' meetings, plenty, and those guys, they, they do go through a preparation all the way. I mean, they, they, they get the, the tape of the game or the disc of the game, they get all of the officials' comments of the game. When they travel on Friday for a Sunday game, they meet all day Saturday. They review the game. They review anything that went on in the NFL, straighten out any rule. I mean, I don't know how many times you're going to go over it. It's still going to be a mechanical thing where you're going to make a mistake. And, you know, I don't think that that's going to help at all. And I also believe this. There are some of those officials are professionals mm -hmm. outside of their, you know, lawyers, and dentists, and all that. And they got businesses. And if you say, you know, I'm, I'm making $300,000 a year as a lawyer, and you're going to say, I got to go full time on this, well, then you not only got to pay me that, but you better pay me my $300,000. And then I also know that for the rest of my life, I can be a lawyer. Okay? <laughs> you might fire me next year. 
Okay, what absolutely drives me Excuse nuts. Excuse me, because Jerry Rice just walked by here. <laughs> what, what drives me nuts is the inconsistency from one crew to the next. Uh, Jerome Boger, his crew has called the most penalties, the most yards this season. Bill Vinovich's crew has called 70 fewer penalties than the Boger crew, and the Brad Allen crew has assessed 700 fewer yards. How can you have that much of a disparity from crew to crew, week to week, when they're watching the same players in the same buildings? I can't answer that one. I, that, now, that is a disparity that the league has got to look at. And, and on the crew, who's calling all the plays? And then, you know, at the end of the day, what the league has to do, okay, and I think you ought to go to the league office and tell them that, <laughs> is that with that disparity, all right, who's calling the plays? Who's calling the, the most uh, fouls? And then look at every one of those and then say, well, yeah, he's right on every one of them. He just happened to get that game. Or, you know, well, you're missing on this. And at the end of the year, they quietly and silently go about it, letting this guy go. But the point is, and you know, you can throw a flag on every play. Mm -hmm. My point is, if, if the penalty impacts the play, throw the flag. If it doesn't impact the play, let it go. I, I think the best officiating games are the ones where you don't see the officials, not the ones that are calling 26 penalties for 200 yards. Yeah, no, and I, and I know, and they, they try to get the officials to do that. Like, and I don't know how they get away with it, but if, if I got the, the uh, X receiver on my side and there's a little pushing and shoving and all that stuff, and I look at that quarterback and he's not even looking over here, he's not even looking over here, well, I'm going to let these guys fight it out. Now, if the ball comes over here or the quarterback looks over here and he can't throw it to him, well, then I'm going to flag the play. Do you agree with Belichick? He says he wants to make every call subject to review. No, I, we're going to have five-hour games, yeah. and uh, I don't think you can do it. And George Young, who I had a lot of admiration for, um, you know, he was against replay. And he said, Jim, it's just going to complicate this thing, and it's going to all the fans and everybody else, and how are we going to get through this thing? And it's a human sport, played by humans, refereed by humans, and they're going to make mistakes. I don't agree with that completely, but he's got a good concept. Yeah, I, I think if... I, I'm, I'm okay. If you're going to have, re I'm against replay. Uh, I'm with you. When you get perfect players and perfect officials, but the, the idea of replay is to correct the obvious mistakes. Right. And if there's an obvious mistake, like that face mac penalty against Detroit the other night, can't you correct it to fix it? Well, I think you can. I think you might be opening a little bit of a Pandora's box. You know, what about this one? Well, well if that one's this one, then pretty soon you're, you're going to be stopping the game all the time, checking out something. Okay, um, Jim, are you ready to run our two-minute drill? Because we got a two-minute drill coming up, and Ron was supposed to do it this week. We're going to ask you to step in and do it for him. You ready? I think I'm ready. I'll listen, try. listen to this. You'll recognize this sound. Recognize that? Okay, here it is, the two-minute drill. You're going to ask the questions. Rick and I are going to answer them. Let's get started. Derek, you got it? Take it away. True or false, Johnny Manziel is going to be the Browns quarterback in 2016. False. Hello, Dallas. False. They'll be running the Browns video department. Which Great Lakes team wins the Super Bowl next? Buffalo, Cleveland, or Detroit? Detroit. It's the only one of the three with a franchise quarterback. I can't believe you missed this, Goose. Michigan State. <laughs> okay. Tom Coughlin, Natalie Coughlin, or Iman Coughlin? I'll go with my Irish roots and go with the chairman of the boards, Eamon Coughlin. I'm with you, Goose. Chairman of the boards, Eamon Coughlin never stopped running. Who quarterbacks the Eagles next season? Colin Kaepernick. Anybody but Sam Bradford. Boy, good. 
<laughs> Breaking Bad was on a TV show about a, a good man gone bad. B. The Baltimore Ravens season. C. And C is a documentary on what is it like to be a Browns fan. In the Ravens season, it's tough to enter December without your top quarterback, running back, and wide receiver. Jim, I think it's C, a good man gone bad. Eight man. Who quarterbacks the Rams next season? RG3 in an ironic twist. The Rams made the trade that gave the Redskins Griffin in the first place. Anybody but Nick Foles. Speaking of the Rams, after they leave for L.A., which franchise moves to St. Louis? The Raiders, the NFL's moving his team. <laughs> Jacksonville, it's either there or London, and round-trip flights there are cheaper. I am with you on that one. <laughs> Thanks. Since 1999, the Browns lost 22 games on the last play. Any worst endings come to mind? The penalty on Dwayne Rudd for his 2002 helmet toss and what would have been the final play of the opening victory against the Chiefs, 15-yard penalty, game-winning field goal by Morton Anderson. <laughs> What was that, a two-minute drill? That's a two-hour drill. Yeah, I can think of a worse ending. Sonny Corleone. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, Buck Rodgers, or Roy Rodgers? I love Roy Rodgers, but I doubt he could launch a 60-yard Hail Mary like Aaron Rodgers. Ginger Rodgers, great on the back pedal. What will it take for Tom Flores to get into the Hall of Fame? A mulligan on his time spent in Seattle. A Ron Borges Hail Mary. Who's the next Broncos to make a Hall of Fame? Steve Atwater, Terrell Davis, or Earl? Uh, Carl, Me Carl, Carl Mecklenburg. Yep. Atwater, when the floodgates finally open at safety positions, about five of them will rush in. I'm going with Carl Mecklenburg. You know why? Because I trust the senior committee that includes Rick and Ron. What do the Packers fans say about Olivia Bum now? If Aaron Rodgers is okay with Olivia, Packer fans are okay with Olivia. Relax. R-E-L-A-X. That is the end of our first hour, but stay where you are because we're coming back with a second hour with Roger Craig, the Dallas 49ers robbery, and Jim Fossil. It's the Talk of Fame Network. Little Caesars Premium Detroit-style deep, deep dish pizza with more cheese and pepperoni is our most premium pizza experience. And now it's even more premium. Just call 1-855-TALK-DEEP and we'll compliment you while you eat it. This premium treatment isn't just for eccentric billionaires. It's for you with your shiny hair and very kind eyes. That one's on us. Pick up our premium deep, deep dish pizza for just 8 bucks and call 1-855-TALK-DEEP. Hot and ready 4 to 8 or order anytime, you cool rebel. Only at Little Caesars. Pizza, pizza. At participating locations plus tax. Coughing is the most amazing of all cold symptoms. When you cough, 3,000 potentially virus-filled drops explode out of your mouth like a galaxy being born. Each drop is unique, like a snowflake made of saliva that splatters on your friends. Or don't spread your germs. Take Robitussin CF Max Severe instead. It soothes and delivers powerful relief of cough, sore throat, stuffy nose, and fever. New Robitussin CF Max Severe. Because it's never just a cough. Use it directed. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. Well, Talk to Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Just go to geico.com. 
Also, we're brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer's running slowly and whose computer isn't, go to MyCleanPC.com and get a free computer diagnosis. And within minutes, you can activate MyCleanPC software to clean out whatever may be slowing down that computer. That's MyCleanPC.com. And there are a lot of quarterbacks out there slowing down teams. Jim Fossil, who's with us here for our second hour. This is hour number two of the Talk of Fame Network. And as I said, there are a lot of quarterbacks slowing teams down. We'd like to ask you about some of them. You know a lot about quarterbacks. You worked with some of the best. John Elway you were with. Um, you had uh, Kerry Collins. You rebuilt him. Um, you had Jeff Hostel at one point. I mean, you've had some really good quarterbacks in your career. So I think Goose and I would love to hear what you have to say about some of the quarterbacks in today's game. And I'll start with, since I covered the 49ers, Colin Kaepernick. Um, what's happened to that guy? And what is his future? You know, it's hard to see that right now because I'll tell you what, I'd take that guy in a heartbeat. Uh, he's got the talent. Um, I shook his hand one time. I was on the sideline talking to Harbaugh, and they were playing the Rams, and he came over and said hello and never met the guy. But when I watch him, there's nothing missing physically with him, okay? I don't know what's going wrong. I mean, he's pulling the ball down. I know for a fact he's not getting much protection, mm -hmm. and it doesn't look like anybody's getting open. That I, got, I see a guy running open, and he's got time to throw it to him. And if you have that going on all the time, that wears on any quarterback. Right. I mean, it'll shake, shake them to the point they can't throw the ball accurately if you're dropping back and saying, I'm going to get hit real quick. You talking about Colin Kaepernick or Archie Manning? <laughs> <laughs> Both. Okay, how about, how about RG3? You know, that, his whole career started off wrong. And, I, 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 you know, I've always said this. A quarterback is not going to be a good quarterback until he learns how to beat you from the pocket. Okay? Now, and oh, by the way, if he can get out of the pocket and make things happen, like Steve Young. You know, Steve Young got cut because he was trying to run with the ball all the time. He got with Bill Walsh, and Bill Walsh told him how to throw the football and be in the pocket and steady, and, and he had a good offense and, and all that, and then he became a Hall of Fame player. So um, I think that uh, he has a real rehabilitation to go. He's got to be able, he doesn't look comfortable. When I watched him drop back, it was like he, he wasn't sure where he was going to go with the football. You know, he's just looking for somebody to open up or I'm looking for a hole to run. That isn't going to work. If I give you a choice of those two and said, Jim, you're going to get one of these quarterbacks next year, you could coach him. Kaepernick or RG3? Uh, Kaepernick for sure. No, no question about it. Has, um, he said, has he established himself in the pocket, though? I mean, his best game's been with his legs. Well, it is. You know, but, but what I'm saying is I, I saw him in his first year. Yeah, he was dangerous outside the pocket. You're exactly right, Rick. But at the end of the day, he could throw that ball. You know, my son was down at the, uh, the combine, and he said, Dad, there wasn't another guy that threw the ball with that fire on it, that tight a spiral, and showed athleticism. Well, all you had to do is give the guy some time to throw the football then. You know, I mean, it's not magic. And, uh, you know, Donovan McNabb came into that. Right. When he was at Philadelphia, we beat him nine straight times, four years, because we kept him in the pocket. And then once he developed, then they started to beat us, too. And he was beating us from the pocket. And, oh, by the way, you better not let him out. What about Johnny Manziel? Does he have a future in this league? Oh, boy. I tell you what. If you look at the failures of all the quarterbacks, it's not about their athletic ability. No. It's about their leadership. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so when you go down the list of all the busts, it's because the players on the team don't respect him. And he is he's not a team player. He may be very talented, but if you look at it, go through the history of all the quarterbacks that were supposed to be good, why they failed, most of the time, most, I'd say 90%, it's they didn't have the leadership qualities. 
If you were head coach of the Broncos, what would you tell Peyton Manning? I would say that, you know, let's get you healthy. I want to get you back. Um, I'm going to have to make a rough decision here uh, if we have momentum and things because not because of anything other than the fact that we have changed things since you went out and that that affects the whole team okay they've got the quarterback under center now a lot more and that fits what Kubiak wants to do Peyton Manning doesn't want to do that okay and so we, we've got a quandary here at the end of the day let's look at it when you're healthy you a Stafford believer Matt, Matt Stafford, you a Stafford believer? Yeah, I like him. I like him. I think he's, you know, he's had a lot of unfortunate stuff, but I think I think he's a good player. I think you can win with him if you got a good team. One more question on Manning. Can you go to the Super Bowl with Peyton Manning the way he is now, if you were the coach? Well, the way he is now, no, he can't play. But, I mean, if he gets back healthy, I know your question. Yeah. Yeah, the way their defense plays, yeah. But Peyton's going to have to understand he's going to have to go underneath the center a little bit and hand the ball off and run the football. You know what we're going to have to have a stand, Goose? We're going to commercial when we come back. Roger Craig, former fullback and running back in the San Francisco 49ers. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network with Rick Clark and Jim Fossil. Little Caesars premium Detroit-style deep, deep dish pizza with more cheese and pepperoni is our most premium pizza experience. And now it's even more premium. Just call 1-855-TALK-DEEP and we'll compliment you while you eat it. This premium treatment isn't just for eccentric billionaires. It's for you with your shiny hair and very kind eyes. That one's on us. Pick up our premium deep, deep dish pizza for just 8 bucks and call 1-855-TALK-DEEP. Hot and ready 4 to 8 or order anytime, you cool rebel. Only at Little Caesars. Pizza, pizza. At participating locations plus tax. Hi, Tom Bodette. Apparently, it's not enough to go on a weekend jog. Nowadays, so-called fun runs have barbed wire, mud bogs, and flaming hoops. Can poison blow darts be far behind? But Motel 6 is a safe stop in the long or short run. Always a clean, comfortable room for the lowest price of any national chain. Book online at motel6.com. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Ow, was that a blow? When you're running your own business, you're bound to be busy. Too busy. Too busy worrying about your budget. Too busy scheduling appointments. Too busy to build a website for your business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy. And that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy for you to create your stunning website. Go to Wix.com and create your website today. It's easy and free. That's Wix.com. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Call Quicken Loans now to see if you qualify for the government's Home Affordable Refinance Program, or HARP. And for six years in a row now, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction. And for the second year in a row, they've also ranked us highest in mortgage servicing. Call 800-QUICKEN or visit quickenloans.com. Visit jdpower.com for award information. Call for cost information and conditions. Equalizing lender, license in all 50 states, and MLSConsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network. The Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Geico Insurance. That's Geico Insurance, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Just go to geico.com for more details. Our next guest is another 2016 Hall of Fame semifinalist and one of the best all-purpose backs anywhere. Roger Craig was a four-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro, three-time Super Bowl champ, and a member of the 1980s All-Decade team. Moreover, he's the first player in NFL history to rush for 1,000 yards and catch 1,000 yards and passes in the same year. 
He was the league's Offensive Player of the Year in 1988, and he's the only back to be elected to the Pro Bowl as both a running back and a fullback. It's a lot of accomplishments. Roger Craig, thanks for joining us. Well, thanks for having me on your show. Um, I just got back from uh, Chicago. I was up in, um, uh, on, on Friday meeting with the biotech company there, and, and I flew into Chicago, and I thought I was going to be able to catch my flight to come back last night. And my plane got uh, canceled, so I had to stay overnight. I almost went went to the 49ers game. I, I was thinking about you know you know you know going just since I'm there, but I but my wife told me I had to hurry up and get home and go grocery shopping. So you know I got to <laughs> you must be make sure I take there. Care. You go. Always she, she runs the show. Always. But my wife is a hall of famer listen, in my household. <laughs> there you go. Always listen to the boss, uh, Roger. I'm going to ask yeah, you the same thing. The I ask. Ask uh, Steve Atwater. He was on the first segment. Steve Atwater is also a 2016 uh-huh. semifinalist. But you certainly, you know the drill. I mean, this is your eighth time as a semifinalist, yeah. and you've only once made it as a finalist. That was 2010. If you could get yeah. in front of the board of selectors, and we've got Rick and, and me here, if you could get in front of us and say, listen, guys, this is why I belong in at least the final 15 to be discussed, what would you tell us that could convince us? Well, you know, being an all-purpose running back, I kind of revolutionized, you know, um, you know, as far as, you know, uh, coming out of the backfield, catching the ball and, 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 and running the ball. And, and it's so, prever- you know, it, it's so relevant today that, you know, every team needs a guy like me that I, my style of play, you know. You know, think of the Tom Brady's, the Drew Brees, the, the Aaron Rodgers, the Peyton Manning. They, they need guys that can catch the ball out of the backfield to run their system. So this is why I, 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 I think I belong in there because I kind of, you know, uh, set the trend, you know, more like the trailblazer. Now, there's guys before me that, you know, that were, were semi kind of all-purpose guys like Chuck Foreman and, um, um, you know, even Franco Harris caught a lot of passes. Um, and, you know, I, I'm trying to think of the guy, Lenny Moore. Lenny Moore was another one, you know, so, you know. He was a good one. But as far as, you know, the West Coast system, that's, that's you know, where, you know, the teams really, really need running backs that can catch the ball. Look at, you know, Tom Brady, you know, going back to him. He's done very well with it, you know, and, 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 and had receivers, you know, you, know, you know, running backs that can catch the ball coming out of the backfield, which is, which is big in their system. You know, I forgot the kids got got hurt. The three, number thirty-three, I can't think of his name, but he he was a big part of their system this year. You know, and so yeah, I, I would say you know being the first player to rush for a thousand yards, receive for a thousand yards, you know, and 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 then basically you know move to different position. I played fullback my first five years, so those years I was blocking a lot, so I wasn't like really racking up a lot of yards. I was racking up yards, you know, I did the thousand and thousand. But, you know, um, you know uh, I, th- those years I could have got some good yards if I was a running back, you know, to, 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 right. to, to solidify, you know, the 10,000 and 11, 12,000 yards rushing. Now, I call a lot of passes. Up to, I have over, you know, close to 600 passes. So, basically, I have almost 5,000 yards in receiving yards. So, it's like, you know, um, just... You know, somebody got to give me a break here, you know, <laughs> and say, hey, this guy was a big part of the West Coast offense. He revolutionized, you know, you know, the all-purpose guys, you know, to, to, to where it is today in the millennium. Um, and then, you know, you know, as far as 
playing in 11 consecutive playoffs. I never missed a playoff, ever. I don't know what it feels like to be on a losing team. Roger, do you think the label fullback works against you? The last true fullback the Hall of Fame put in was Larry Zonk out of the 70s. Do you think the fact that people label yeah. you as a fullback and not a halfback hurts you? Well, I think so. Uh, I think because I was so versatile and I was doing things that fullback normally don't do, <laughs> yeah, they, um, yeah, they, they, they kind of labeled me as a running back, but I did a lot of blocking. I blocked with Wendell Tyler, right? you know, a couple times he got over 1,000 yards. I was his blocker, you know, his lead blocker, and I protected Montana a lot back there, you know, and, you know, and all the Super Bowls, you know, I, I kind of stepped it up, you know, for my first Super Bowl, scored three touchdowns, first player in the history to do that, you know, and, and then the, the following year I come back, I create history again when I did the 1,000 and 1,000, you know, I led all the receivers, in the league, I caught 92 balls. I was the only running back to do that, you know. I mean, um, so there's some things. There's a lot of things I did that really made impacts, but people kind of tend to forget about it because of the Rices and the Montanas and, you know, and, you know. of course, later on, Steve Young. But, you know, but I made some huge impacts, you know, early in my year uh, in the 80s. And, you know, and – Making all the all, all decade team. I think I'm the only one that's not in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> well, Roger, this is Jim Fossil. Good to have you and good to hey, uh, speak with you. How you doing, you. buddy? How you doing, Coach? I'm doing great, man. I'm that's doing good. great. Doing great. You know, the, the the one thing that's missing in all this, uh, and you've kind of touched on it, I ran the Bill Walsh system. I was at Stanford when you were playing at the 49ers. And oh, yeah. the value of you as a back, I don't care whether you call you a halfback or a fullback, you guys were the most versatile. You had to be a versatile player to play in Bill Walsh's split back backfield. Absolutely. Because you blocked, you ran with the ball, and you were yep. a downfield pattern runner. I mean, today's backs, all they do is they swing to the right, swing to the left, and check over the middle. Yeah. You had to run option routes. Absolutely, Coach. I actually run corner routes. I actually run seam routes. I, yeah, you're right. I was like a receiver. Yeah, absolutely right. You know, and yeah, and I, I would categorize you. Coach, you know, where I, where I came from, my background was running the ball and blocking. That was at Nebraska. We didn't I, – I caught a total of five passes, you know, in school, and those were screen passes. They weren't, we didn't throw too much to the running back. So I had to read – you know, how to revamp myself, you know, and, 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 and learn how to catch the ball, you know. And I think in that, doing that enough, where, you know, people see where my background came from, they say, wow, this guy is pretty versatile. He, he, he transcended himself to be a receiver. But, you know, the one thing that, uh, that, I, I, um, that, that keeps me humble about all of this is uh, Bill Walsh. Bill Walsh, just, you know, Thursday, just before he passed away, and he told me, just be patient. You know, your time will come. Just be patient. So that's how I've been all these years. I never let it get under my skin or, you know, get, you know, discouraged or, or feel, you know, feel like, you know, uh, I'm not, I'm getting the short end of the stick. I just, I just remember what Bill said to me, you know, and, uh, and I, I take that with me every day. You know, ever since he passed away, I take that with me every day. Hey, Roger, when you got drafted by the 49ers. I recall a story where you went back to Davenport and were catching like 100 balls under the streetlights oh, yeah. or something, trying to make your season. Well, well, <laughs> give me, give me yeah, that story. Well, 
Well, no, this is the story. Uh, what happened was, you know, Bill Walsh, um, two weeks before, you know, the draft, in Sports Illustrated, he said that he was, he was thinking about drafting me as the first pick. And I got scared. I was freaking out. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And that's just a mix a lot of passes. And in Nebraska, we didn't throw the ball to the running back. So what I did was, you know, just to cover myself, I caught 100 passes a day. You know, um, you know, my girlfriend, now my wife, you know, she was throwing me passes. You know, it's just an object, you know, coming to me. And I'm just catching whatever, you know, and just learning, learning how, you know, to, you know, to catch, to catch the ball and put it away. You know, so when I came to rookie camp, I mean, when they drafted me, I was ready. I don't think Coach Walsh even knew that I could catch the ball, you know. And so in rookie camp, Paul Hackett uh, was throwing me some passes. And we call, I probably caught over 100 passes in you know, the two days I was in the rookie camp. And, um, and, and, and you know, um, it, it was like the, um, the preseason camp, you know, how they do that. And then, and then so they, when they saw that I could catch the ball, and they, got, they got all excited. They brought Dwight Clark, Freddie Solomon, Rush Francis, and then they, you know, and then Joe was there, and, and they, they're showing me how to run routes, and you know, they were excited that I could catch the ball, and, and next thing you know, my first year, I caught almost 50 balls my rookie year. <laughs> Roger, uh, this is a follow-up on question on, on catches, because, and we're talking to Roger Craig, semi-finalist for the class of 2016 with the Hall of Fame, but um, on... In 1981, in the playoffs, you know there was a famous catch by Dwight Clark, who you just mentioned. In fact, it's called The Catch. It was against the Cowboys. And we're going to start talking about the 49ers-Cowboys series in the next segment. But my question for you is, we had Dwight on recently. He said, there was legitimate hatred on your team for the Cowboys. Is that true? Well, you know, for me, you know, I I don't know about... The, the, the guys before I got there, you know, uh, I mean, they, they experienced some things with them. But, you know, for myself, you know, I really never had that, that kind of feeling towards, towards uh, a team. Um, you know, because you know, I, I came after all the, you know, after they won, you know, uh, in the NFC Championship. And then, you know, they went on to win the Super Bowl. And, you know, then they were the hated team because, you know, the White caught that pass, the catch. Now Joe's saying it was the throw, it's not the catch, it's really the throw. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but no, um, I really never, I never, we never really hated the Cowboys. You know, now the hate came, I think, more in the 90s because Steve Young was so close to going, getting to the Super Bowl, and the Cowboys kept him out all the time, you know. Um, you know, so I think that's where the hate came. I, I guess the Cowboys fans are really mad because they were so close the first time when Dwight went, you know, I mean, when, when they went 81, you know, they were so close to going to the Super Bowl that they hated the 49ers. And I think that's where where the hate came from. But, you know, as far as, you know, throughout the 80s, uh, I never had any problem with the Cowboys. You know, um, I never – it didn't ever, you know, cross my mind that there, there's a hate, you know, situation, you know, <laughs> with those guys. Okay, Roger, we had about 30 seconds yeah, left. They're What's the best 49 You know, the Cowboys are very competitive, you know, and, and I, I like how they revamped themselves as far as in the 90s. They built Dynasty as well, you know, so um, it's, it's kind of cool to, to see teams, you know, go through different, you know, valleys. You know, you, you have your ups and downs, and, um, and, and then they're able to come out of the valley and, and bring it, you know, and win three Super Bowls on top of that. 
Roger, we got to wrap it up here, uh, but we want to thank you very much for joining us, and best of luck with your Hall of Fame candidacy. Thanks, Thanks Roger. Roger. My pleasure. Thanks. That was Roger Craig, 2016 semifinals for the Hall of Fame. This is the Talk of Fame Network. If your computer is running slow, go to MyCleanPC.com and get a free computer diagnosis. In minutes, you can activate MyCleanPC software to clean out the junk that may be slowing down your computer. Increase your computer speed today with MyCleanPC.com. That's MyCleanPC.com. Want clearer skin? For just $19.95, get proactive. And a rotating deep cleansing brush, a $45 value free. Get clear and stay clear, or your money back. Try proactive. Call 1-800-644-5944. 1-800-644-5944. Coughing is the most amazing of all cold symptoms. When you cough, 3,000 potentially virus-filled drops explode out of your mouth like a galaxy being born. Each drop is unique, like a snowflake made of saliva that splatters on your friends. Or don't spread your germs. Take Robitussin CF Max Severe instead. It soothes and delivers powerful relief of cough, sore throat, stuffy nose, and fever. New Robitussin CF Max Severe, because it's never just a cough. Use it directed. Football fans, get your Luxon and win at Luxor Las Vegas. Get in the game with first-string shows like Fantasy, the Strip's sexiest adult review, Carrot Top, and Chris Angel Believe from Cirque du Soleil. Or tackle your hunger at restaurants like Public House, featuring comfort food, 20 brews on tap, and 30 flat candle TVs. LAX Nightclub helps you make all the right plays with the hottest resident DJs. When game time is done, our comfortable rooms and suites are the perfect end zone. Visit Luxor.com today. Would you like a cleaning product that can be used in the garage, the laundry, and the kitchen, and save space in your cabinet? Hi, I'm Bruce Fabrizio, inventor of Simple Green. Concentrated all-purpose Simple Green is the answer for versatile cleaning throughout your home and garage. I'm so certain you'll love Simple Green. If you're not 100% satisfied, I'll give you your money back. To learn more, visit us at simplegreen.com. Simple Green, Simple Green. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. They are who we thought they were. The Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Proactive, and for just $19.95, you get Proactive, plus a rotating deep cleansing brush that's valued at $45. Better yet, guaranteed to get clear and stay clear, or you get your money back. It's called 1-800-644-5944. That's one 800 644 5944. And while they sponsor us, we are actually here at the Luxor Hotel and Casino. And we're here with Chad Brown, who's the vice president of marketing at Luxor Hotel and Casino. And Chad, first of all, thank you very much for having us. Uh, secondly, when you look around here, uh, it's kind of hard to believe. I mean, you've got Chris Angel, you've got the Boo Man Group. Carrot Top, Fantasy, you look everything here, and the only thing you're missing are the San Diego Chargers. No ch- there's no chance that they're going to move here, is there? Well, or the Rams, you, maybe? I, I'll tell you what. Uh, we've got uh, a vice president here on property who handles our customer relationship, and he's got some great relationships with some of the, the players in the Chargers. So uh, you will see some of the players here every once in a while hanging out on property when they have the time to come out. So, yeah, we get a little bit of everybody here. We're, we're really thrilled to be a part of this. We appreciate you guys being here, and it's been a fun day so far. If you get a little bit of everybody, you get the Philip Rivers family. He's got eight kids. <laughs> <laughs> We'd love to have them. If you're listening, come on out. <laughs> hey, Chad, what, uh, so what's a bigger day at the Luxor, college football Saturday or an NFL Sunday? You know, I would say uh, during the regular season, the college uh, Saturdays are a little bigger here. 
when we get closer to the end of the season, when we start getting closer to the playoff hunt in the NFL, we start seeing a lot more avid, avid fans coming out. And, you know, the sports book's packed. Uh, people are starting to root a little louder, getting a little more rowdy, so it's a lot of fun. I you noticed that last night. <laughs> are you an NFL fan? I am an NFL fan, What team do you follow? I follow the Washington Redskins. Uh, my condolences. You've got Jim Fossil, former coach of the <laughs> know, New York Giants, sitting next I, to you. I thought about if I wanted to say that or not, but I've got to stay true to the team. <laughs> hey, so. somebody's got to root for him. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Hey, but without an opponent, you don't have a game, so I'm always, I, I always cheer for everybody. What are you going to do with RG3? Uh... Uh, you want the the professional or the personal? I want the unfiltered. <laughs> I think he's going to be traded. I think there's a few, in my opinion, I think there's a few teams out there that are looking for a strong backup quarterback who can come in, play strong, play to the, the West Coast offense on the coach. And I think he's going to find somewhere uh, that'll fit his style where he'll succeed. Uh, probably as a backup, and if there's an injury, he'll get a chance to step in there. But I think uh, Kirk Cousins is doing a heck of a job right now. What if I told you they're going to trade Matt? Uh, RG3 straight up for Johnny Menzel. I would say I hope that's a funny joke <laughs> if anybody's listening. Uh, you know, I think Menzel could also make a, an excellent backup quarterback. I think he's got a lot of maturing to do, and I think he will. I think he's got a tremendous amount of talent. Uh, he just needs a little bit more time to mature into the game, and I think he'll turn out to be a great quarterback eventually. Chad, one last thing before we run here. We're going to go on to the Dallas 49ers series. But what could people get here when they're coming to Las Vegas at the Luxor? I mean, this is a great place for us to be. Could you tell people outside who maybe have not been here what they could find? Absolutely. You know, this is such an amazing property. We're very well known uh, as the, the pyramid on Las Vegas Boulevard. That's what we're iconic for. But really, when you come in on the inside, we're a really well-staffed entertainment property. We've got the four shows you mentioned with Carrot Top and Fantasy and Blue Man Group, New to Luxor. We're super excited to have them back. Uh, and Chris Angel, uh, Believe, which is an excellent, excellent illusionist show. Well, on top of that, we've also got Titanic and Bodies exhibits here, and we're working on a third exhibit right now. So with all of those venues, we have more entertainment on this property than any other property in Las Vegas. We've got some excellent restaurants available here, and I have to mention, because we're sitting right outside of it, we've got LAX Nightclub here on property, and uh, we're starting this morning, as a matter of fact, we're putting in all new lighting and a new sound system and doing some really exciting things in there, and we're going to do a huge blowout for New Year's Eve. Uh, it's going to be an excellent time, so anybody who's... Uh, thinking about coming out to Vegas, please take a look at Luxor. There's a lot to offer here. Chad, I'll tell you one thing. Your hope in the Washington Redskins is Bruce Allen. Bruce Allen, the president, he is an outstanding man. Yeah. He'll build that franchise up. I hope so. You know, he's he's definitely uh, is a fan and a longtime fan, and my whole family follows the Redskins, so my dad's even uh, – uh, more avid than I am, uh, we've always thought very highly of Bruce Allen, and we're happy to have him there, and I think he's going to do great things. So Chad, I'm, happy we, to, I'm happy to hear that from someone like you as well. Yeah. Chad, we got to run, but thank <laughs> you right. so much for you hosting us. Thank, thank you. you. I love being here. I love being here. All right. That was Chad Brown, Vice President of Marketing at Luxor Hotel and Casino, and this is the 49ers Dallas series that we were talking to you about. In fact, it started with a famous, famous catch that well, I think we all saw. Derek, do you have that? The Cowboys have two timeouts, the 49ers have one, and you know what? For one of the rare times, what they thought was going to be a barn burner is exactly that. That's exactly what we thought it was going to be, and that's what we're seeing here this afternoon. What a sensational game. Talking about six, Don Landry is six yards away from his sixth Super Bowl. And of course, for the upstart 49ers, yards away from Pontiac. Third and three. The right side possibly. Montana looking, looking, 
You know, it's funny, Jim, and we're with, with Jim Fossil here on the Talk of Fame Network, but we asked Dwight Clark about this series um, maybe a couple months ago or so and, and how good it was. And he talked about the Dallas 49ers series in the 1990s. He didn't hold anything back. He said there was a legitimate hatred by the 49ers for the Cowboys. And this is exactly how he put that series in the 1990s. We asked him, was it the best? And this is what he said. I think so. That I mean, uh, I, I hadn't thought about it, but man, that we hated each other. We wanted those motherfuckers so bad, <laughs> and we only got them like one out of four times. Dude, they they right. they were good. They were good, but you know the whole staff. Well, the Forty ers have this hatred for the Cowboys because of the early seventies, mm-hmm. and then to finally beat them in the eighties, early eighties. That that was awesome. I mean, after they. In 1980, they beat us 59 to 14 in Dallas, and Bill was in the locker room saying, "Don't ever forget this. Those motherfuckers ran this score up. We'll never forget this." And so when we played them the next year, we were trying to run the score up on them, and we and we beat out of 45 to 17 or something. And if we'd had more time, Bill would have just kept throwing. So that it was that fueled the, the rivalry. But it's like the 70s Cowboys got us, the early 80s uh, 49ers got the Cowboys, and then the rubber match was that early 90s, and the, and the Cowboys came out on top. They were good, man. Tim and Smith was a- Well, thanks, Dwight. Uh, it's on it like it is. But, you know, we're all about fairness and equal time here on the Talk of Fame Network. So we asked, actually asked Darren Woodson, who's a safety on those teams with the Cowboys in the 1990s, and Jimmy, remember him, what he thought about the series. And, well, this is the Dallas perspective. The matchup was one where you always circled it going into the season. You knew, I personally knew that, I was going to see at some point they're going to move Gary in the slot to see if he can, you know, put my matchup. I know I had to come come with it and play hard and study and, and be prepared. It was just one of those games where it was a it was like a, a playoff mentality going into that game because you knew you could not make a mistake. You knew everyone was tuning in. I remember guys, players on other teams, my, my buddy Felipe Sparks played with the Giants. He was calling me saying, I can't wait to watch this game. And he was a giant. So it was, it was, you know, it was a game that everyone was going to be tuned into. All my family and friends were going to be there. And I just wanted to play at, at my best. And, uh, you know, the, the way, you know, Jimmy handled it in 92 and 93, we were on edge going into those games. I covered those 94 49ers. And I remember when they beat you up in San Francisco after that game, Carmen Policy, who was then the president of the team, he said the Super Bowl was going to be anticlimactic and got a lot yeah. of heat for it but he was absolutely right the Super Bowl was played in Candlestick that day that's where it was played you know what I to this day to this we could sit here today I just spoke about it yesterday I was in a uh, at a Ring of Honor event to this day that game burns me up it just chaps my ass <laughs> I'll tell you what, I, and being in Dallas during this time the, the things that John one the Charles Haley trade 
that swung the balance of power from the 49ers to the Cowboys. Secondly, that Alvin Harper catch in San Francisco in the oh, muck yeah. of Candlestick in that NFC title game. And finally, and, and Jim can appreciate this, 1995, Jimmy on the radio says, we're going to beat the 49ers. You can put it in six-inch headlines. And then he sweated through the whole game. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, th those things get built up, you know, over time. And uh, when you've got two teams like they were, you know, the Cowboys and the 49ers, they were – dominant and uh and both franchises always have their chest out you know you know they're coming from dallas that's the way it is i mean rick you know that better than anybody my and chest out yeah yeah <laughs> no i mean you know you pounded yeah. your chest and that and it just the egos gets in the way and you know you're fighting for a trophy and you're fighting for your legacy jim we've got about 30 seconds left but what rivalry today do you think approximates that would you say baltimore and um, steelers, steelers? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's probably a pretty strong one. Yeah, yeah, I would say that. New England Indy, Baltimore Steelers. Uh, no, I'd go Baltimore. Me too. Me too. You know where I'm going to go? To a commercial right now. When we come back, we're going to be asking Jim Fossil some questions proposed by people here in the Luxor Hotel. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Coughing is the most amazing of all cold symptoms. When you cough, 3,000 potentially virus-filled drops explode out of your mouth like a galaxy being born. Each drop is unique, like a snowflake made of saliva that splatters on your friends. Or don't spread your germs. Take Robitussin CF Max Severe instead. It soothes and delivers powerful relief of cough, sore throat, stuffy nose, and fever. New Robitussin CF Max Severe. Because it's never just a cough. Use it directed. If your computer is running slow, go to MyCleanPC.com and get a free computer diagnosis. In minutes, you can activate MyCleanPC software to clean out the junk that may be slowing down your computer. Increase your computer speed today with MyCleanPC.com. That's MyCleanPC.com. Want clearer skin? For just $19.95. Get proactive and a rotating deep cleansing brush, a $45 value free. Get clear and stay clear or your money back. Try proactive. Call 1-800-644-5944. 1-800-644-5944. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Call Quicken Loans now to see if you qualify for the government's Home Affordable Refinance Program, or HARP. And for six years in a row now, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction. And for the second year in a row, they've also ranked us highest in mortgage servicing. Call 800-QUICKEN or visit quickenloans.com. Visit jdpower.com for award information. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, nmlsconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Little Caesars Premium Detroit-style deep, deep dish pizza with more cheese and pepperoni is our most premium pizza experience. And now it's even more premium. Just call 1-855-TALK-DEEP and we'll compliment you while you eat it. This premium treatment isn't just for eccentric billionaires, it's for you. With your shiny hair and very kind eyes, that one's on us. Pick up our premium deep, deep dish pizza for just 8 bucks and call 1-855-TALK-DEEP. Hot and ready 4 to 8 or order anytime, you cool rebel. Only at Little Caesars. Pizza, pizza. At participating locations plus tax. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. Well, Talk to Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC.com. If your computer runs slowly, just go to MyCleanPC.com and get a free computer diagnosis. And within minutes, you can activate MyCleanPC software to clean out whatever may be slowing down your computer. That's MyCleanPC.com. We're also brought to you by Proactive. For $19.95, you get Proactive plus a deep rotating cleansing brush that's valued at $45 and guaranteed. You're going to get clear and stay clear or you'll get your money back. 
That's proactive, 1-800-644-5944, 1-800-644-5944. And we're doing something a little bit different here. Normally in this segment we have Hall of Fame voters, but actually we've got VIP guests here on the floor of the Luxor to ask Jim Fossil some questions in our Beat Your Hometown Hero segment. Jim, of course, was and lives in Las Vegas, but was the head coach of the Las Vegas Locomotives, and you went to three championship games and won two championships. Nice. Very right. nice, Jim. Right. But anyway, we're going to get started, and who's our first guest? Ryan. Ryan. Ryan Zamron, Weatherford, Texas. Clark, well. we, Clark, we have found the only New York Giants fan in the great state of Texas. <laughs> <laughs> nice to have you here, Ryan. Thank Here's what guys. we're going to do. We're going to ask you three questions, all right, about Jim Fossil, our hometown hero. And if you get two or more right, Goose, what's he going to get? We'll give you a shirt for the Talk of Fame Network and also a photo with you and Jim. Awesome. But if you don't, if you get two or more wrong, we'll give you a shirt <laughs> and also a photo with Jim Fossil. Yeah. <laughs> My shoot, odds are good. We that shoot low here. We shoot low here. This is our first <laughs> Hey, do I get a t-shirt and a hat or <laughs> yeah, what? I'm, uh, you're going to get his 10-gallon hat. You're, you're going to give him your shirt. <laughs> okay, Ryan, here we go. Let's try this. In 1974, Jim Fossil was a backup quarterback for the World Football League Hawaiians. He sat behind the all-WFL quarterback. So who was that guy? Was it Tony Adams, Randy Johnson, or George Myra? I think Tony Adams. Jim? No, Randy no. Johnson. The Tony Adams played for the Southern California Sun. <laughs> okay. Goose, next. Okay, who was Jim's go-to back in the 2000 season when he went to the Super Bowl? Was it A, Otis Anderson, B, Tiki Barber, C, Dave Maggot, or D, Rodney Hampton, and we'll give you a lifeline. You can call your wife if you have to. <laughs> I need to. Um, how about Tiki? Yes, sir. You All right. right. You're halfway to the shirt. I'm breaking even so far. <laughs> Which Las Vegas locomotive quarterback did not win a championship for Jim Fossil? J.P. Lossman, Randall Cunningham, or Chase Clement. Sam Cunningham. <laughs> Jim, you're not supposed to play yeah. this. He I is. was thinking for a minute. Well, first well, wait a minute. I want to help the man. You know, his wife's a New York Giant fan. <laughs> yeah. Well, help him. T tell him it's Randall Cunningham, not Sam Cunningham. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. It's not Sam. Okay, Ryan, here's, what, here's the bonus one. You actually get four since you're on the floor in the first one. True or false? Jim threw the last pass in USFL history. True. USFL? No. no. That would be false. That would be false. <laughs> it, was, it was the World League. It was the World League. Goose, what does he win? <laughs> We're going to give him a shirt and a picture of Jim as soon as the show's over. <laughs> Ryan, I'll speak to you later. Okay. I'm, I'm sure I'm going to hear from you. Hey, I'm having fun. I want to I want to win a hat and shirt. <laughs> Who do we have up next, Scott? Ryan, Ryan, leave your hat and we'll get you a shirt. <laughs> Okay. Who do you have? Margaret. Peggy. Hi, Peggy. Where are you from? Florida. What part of Florida? Bradenton. Okay. Nice. Well, we're going to ask you some Jim Fossil questions and beat your hometown hero and hope you have more luck than Ryan. And don't look at me. You can look at Rick. Okay, Goose, start it. Okay. Who was Jim Fossil's starting quarterback in his first game as head coach of the New York Giants in 1997? Kerry Collins, Dave Brown, or Danny Cannell? Dave Brown. Yes, that's right. 
Nice. She knows her Giants. Yes. Who is Jim Fossil's starting quarterback in his final game as head coach of the Giants in 2003? Jesse Palmer, Kerry Collins, or Jason Garrett? Well, that's easy. Jesse Palmer. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Wow. Two for two, Goose. Jim's son, John, is a special teams coach with A, the New York Giants, B, the Seattle Seahawks, C, the St. Louis Rams, or D, he's not a special teams coach. C, of course, the Rams. Three for three. Football fan. Circled the pieces. <laughs> nice going. She may have to get two shirts. Goose, what did she win? She's going to win a shirt, maybe two shirts, because she was so good, and a picture of Jim. After oh, the show. Nice thank going. you. Nice That's going. Thanks for stopping by. because of you, Jim. Okay. <laughs> thank you. Scott. Thanks very much, Peggy. We have somebody else lined up here? Step on in. Welcome to Beat Your Hometown Hero. Who are you? Richard Purvis. Hey, Richard, where are you from? Las Vegas. Whoa! Right. There is a hometown hero. Guess what? He lives What's in Las that? Vegas, too. What's that hat? It's a hooey hat. It's, hooey? It's for the um, NFR. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought that was a locomotive's hat. <laughs> First question. You ready? Which team did Jim Fossil not coach? The New Orleans Breakers? The Las Vegas Locomotives? Or the San Francisco 49ers? I'm going to go with C, 49ers. Oh. Is that right, Jim? That is correct. Nice going. Jim, did you want to coach the 49ers ever? Uh, I almost went there, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, I, in fact, I turned down a job. Really? Yep. Educational. Goose, you're next up. Name the one quarterback Jim did not coach. Jake Plummer, Jeff Hostetler, John Elway, or Kerry Collins? Uh... I'm sorry, who are they? Jake Plummer, Jeff Hostetler, John Elway, or Kerry Collins? Uh, Jake Plummer. You got it. Whoa, nice. Two for two, you got one more. Wait a second, we're not going to let you go that easily. When Jim was up for the head coaching job in Washington in 2004, he lost out to a high-profile contender. So who was that guy? Was it A, Steve Spurrier, B, Joe Gibbs, C, Mike Shanahan, or D, Marty Schottenheimer? I'm a wild guess, Joe Gibbs. Jim? That is correct. Wait, we finished with the flourish. Nice going. Ryan, you want to come back? Oh, we'll come back next time we're here at Luxor. We got Thanks very much. You get a shirt, shirt and, and a photo. Jim. Thanks, guys. Thank you, man. Do I hear it? Was that the two-minute? There it is. It's the two-minute drill. Guess what, Jim? You're back on the clock again. You're going to be All asking right. those questions. We're going to be giving you the answers. And hopefully, Derek back in uh, Phoenix is going to be running the clock. So, Jim, you ready? I'm so, ready. So are we. Who's the next head coach of the Tennessee Titans? Luke Walton. Guy can't lose. The Titans dig into their playoff history and name their former defensive coordinator, Jim Schwartz. Mm. When does Jerry Jones wake up and draft a quarterback? I don't know, Jim. I'm just glad he fell asleep on the last one. Johnny Football. The April after Tony Romo retires. <laughs> the NFL picked Coldplay for the Super Bowl halftime show. Who would you have chosen? Uh, Cleveland Browns. It's the only way they're going to get to the Super Bowl, Jim. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> the Michigan State Marching Band. 
favorite magician, Chris Angel, David Copperfield, or Tom Brady? That's an easy one, Jim. Brady. Yep. Guy does more with less. Either Angel or Copperfield, neither one whines during his performance. Which uh, pro sports league becomes the first to place a team in Las Vegas? MLB, NBA, NBFL, or NHL? That would be the NHL, but beware the discount double checking. The NBA, the league that gave us Showtime, will be the first to embrace it. Which wild card possibility is the most dangerous threat? Uh, I'm saying Pittsburgh, but only if the Steelers repair the holes in that shower curtain defense of theirs. Oh, great. If, <laughs> if they can get healthy by January, the Steelers. Whoa. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Finally. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is supposed to be a two-minute drill. So we run out of money or something? <laughs> <laughs> We're timing this with an hourglass. <laughs> Who wins the national title in college football? Alabama, Clemson, Michigan State, or Oklahoma? Derek, let's hear it. Sparty Spartans. Reason, two best playmakers. Connor Cook and the Goose Man right next to me. Go green, Spartans. What's more likely, the Rams moving to L.A. or us returning to the Luxor? Us, because <laughs> we're never leaving here. We have better management. Jim Fossil, John Fossil, or Fossil Watches? That would be Jim Fossil because he's the game's and our show's best emergency quarterback. There's only one of them, there's only one of them sitting with us here today. Thank you, guys. Been great. We want to thank Steve Atwater and Roger Craig for joining us. A special thanks to Jim Fossil for helping host us. And the Luxor Hotel for making this possible. Scott Boddicker for producing us along with Derek Burns and you for listening to us, especially you, Steve Sherwin, and Manhattan Beach. We're all thinking of you. If you want to listen to this or any podcast, just go to our website, talkoffamenetwork.com, or Dallas up on iTunes. Otherwise, tune into the station at this time and on this day next week. We'll see you then. Hi, Tom Bodette. These days, the Internet is full of quizzes to find out what kind of fruit you are or what movie character you're most like or what state you belong in. Well, take it from this tangerine space cop who apparently belongs in Alaska. You won't find any quizzes at motel6.com. Just lots of clean, comfortable rooms for the lowest price of any national chain. Now, let's see. Am I more like a mild Swiss or a smoked Gouda? Well, I'm Tom Bodette from Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. Coughing is the most amazing of all cold symptoms. When you cough, 3,000 potentially virus-filled drops explode out of your mouth like a galaxy being born. Each drop is unique, like a snowflake made of saliva that splatters on your friends. Or don't spread your germs. Take Robitussin CF Max Severe instead. It soothes and delivers powerful relief of cough, sore throat, stuffy nose, and fever. New Robitussin CF Max Severe. Because it's never just a cough. Use it directed.